following aviation podcast is presented as entertainment, not flight instruction. Though some participants are certified flight instructors, their comments, opinions, and discussions of flying techniques are theirs alone. None of the co-hosts or guests on this podcast are acting as your flight instructor. Please consult your own CFI for guidance on your specific flight training, aeronautical knowledge, and aircraft operation. This is the Stuck Mike Avcast, an aviation podcast about learning to fly, living to fly, and loving to fly. Hello and welcome to this In the Field edition of the Stuck Mike Avcast. This is Len Costa. Joining me today is uh, Laura Yowell here at Aviation Universe. Today, I was in the store actually working on another project that we're soon to be announcing on Stuck Mike Avcast. And uh, it was... Uh, it was roaming around the store, and I was like, ooh, this is cool, this is cool. So we've kind of picked out some favorite items, uh, and we're lovingly referring to their show as favorite things in the aviation universe. So uh, welcome, Laura. Nice to see you again, Lynn. You as well. So, you know, we were we were running around the store taking pictures of things today, and uh, I saw a lot of things that I haven't seen before. And my, my first two favorite items are actually... Um, belt buckles, aviation belt buckles. Now, the first one I have here is uh, a picture of, uh, well, why don't you explain it? It's the first flight uh, that the Wright brothers took in 1903 at Kitty Hawk. Very cool. And so, yeah, what we're looking at, and you can, you'll be able to find the photos uh, online with this episode, but what we're looking at here is uh, just exactly as Laura described, the air, uh, airplane is in flight and two gentlemen on the ground with their hats raised saluting. So that's a fun one. Another one that actually Laura pointed out to me, one of her favorites, is uh, DC-3. Explain this one. It's uh, kind of an Art Deco um, stylized DC-3 with a red background. And that's my favorite. I actually wear that almost daily. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah, this is nice. And I hadn't noticed it till you pointed it out, but it's I like the, you know, the contrast of the colors and the red on the belt buckle, and that's uh, it's pretty flashy. Um, you know, one of my other favorites that I had mentioned when I came in here before one of my first visits, and we had talked about it during uh, the interview with you and Richard, was the Chicago MIGS, uh, the Chicago MIGS sticker. Now, I actually did an interview with another gentleman, uh, a local uh, blogger at Midwest Flight Lines, John from Midwest Flight Lines, and him and I met out at Old Migs Field, now Northerly Island, and talked about his uh, his website and took a couple of photos out there. And uh, it was that day we were there, it was under construction, so we couldn't even walk around the island. So it was even sort of more heartbreaking for me because of the fact that we know we all know what happened at, at Migs and the airport's gone, but couldn't even walk the full grounds to sort of see what it used to be like. Have you been over there before? I haven't, um, and I was denied a flight in there because I had planned a cross-country to MIGS a week before they closed it. So Now, when you say denied? Well, because of the closure. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> well, we've got a fun, and it's a fun sticker here. It's one of the uh, the oval stickers. It says MIGS Chicago, Illinois, uh, the identifier CGX, and the <laughs> the sort of uh, usual thing you see on a tombstone. The date and <laughs> dates of uh, dates of of use here: nineteen forty eight to two thousand and three. That's a fun one. Uh, but my other favorite, uh, before Laura shares some of hers and and customer favorites, is an item here called the Mighty Case 
tablet and basically it's a sleeve for your tablet whether it's an iPad or Android device and it is delightfully designed uh, or I should say produced out of airplane safety cards, safety demonstration cards. What do you think of this one? I love this product. We have this in a wallet as well, and it's made out of Tyvek, so it's really durable. And what they've done is they've taken um, a safety card, but then they've sort of added some humor to it. So there's some odd things like don't touch your neighbor's knee. (laughs) (laughs) So the more you look at it, the more funny it gets. Yeah, touching your neighbor's knee would be odd for, I don't know which one it would be odd for, but that's that's (laughs) definitely, I like that. Uh, What else do we have? You know what? Actually, there's one item here I know that's a favorite of Carl's. It's uh, an airport windsock. We call it the golf cart windsock because it's uh, small enough to go on a golf cart. It's about 12 inches long, 3 inches in diameter. It comes with a pole that's 4 feet long. Um, it's great for, you know, just sticking in your garden or attaching it on your deck. It can go anywhere. It could go on your car even. Um, so we have that one. We have a larger size, right. which is the two-foot length, um, and it's 8 inches in diameter, and it comes on a two-foot pole. Um, we sell quite a few of both. Uh, for any, like many applications. Yeah, I know this is one of Carl's favorites. We were at Sun and Fun a couple of years ago, and he's like, all right, between all these uh, interviews we're doing, I need to find myself a new windsock from the front, for the front yard. Mine's all faded, and it's just, you know, it's just a blah white. So that's, uh, I know that's a popular item with him as well. What about, let's see, what else? We've got all these items here laid on the table. Why don't we just start with uh, something? Tell me about this nice uh, bag here. What do we have we're looking at? This is one of my favorite products that we carry. It's uh, by MyGoFlight, and they do a lot of iPad products as well uh, that we also carry. But this bag is designed for the pilot who has a paperless cockpit, but it's great for anyone. It's checkpoint friendly, so you just open the back sleeve um, and fold it flat, and it goes straight through security. Um, It's got enough pockets uh, to hold all your stuff, but not so many that you lose things. Um, And it's just really excellent quality, really well well made. It's a it's a great company. We really like working with them. Yeah. So what she's describing here is it's uh, basically the backside of the of the backpack. Um, it unzips about 270 degrees, so you can put your laptop in the backpack, but then undo the zipper, and without having to take your laptop out at a TSA security checkpoint, you just unzip this 270 degree uh, zipper and lay the bag flat and just send it through the machine. And actually, there's, we have, uh, or I'm using a lunchbox at work that's very similar, and it has a laptop uh, laptop sleeve on the back, and you just pop the, the buckles in the same thing and lay it flat. So that's a very, a very useful, um, a very useful design. You know, I did see another favorite here sitting on the table. We were talking, about, since we all love airport history, this one is really cool to me. Uh, a book called The Images of Aviation, a Midway Airport by David E. Kent. Now, I don't know about uh, about you, Laura, but when I look at aviation history, it's, re- it's just really intriguing to see the folks that first started flying and the first pioneers in airline is exactly that, pioneers, when they're cowboys flying from fire to fire, you know, under IMC conditions. And so all this history is really neat to me. And this particular book has, uh, as I mentioned, images from Midway Airport. Now, this one happened to catch my eye, but it's also a favorite of yours. And I believe the author is local. Is that correct? 
He is local. Um, we've had him in the shop for uh, book signings before. In fact, that's a signed copy of his book. Um, we really enjoy supporting local authors and getting the history out. And he's part of an organization called the Midway Historians, um, which was actually started as a result of another local author's book, Chicago's Midway Airport, The First 75 Years, written by Christopher Lynch, which we also carry signed versions of that as well. well very cool. And then we have, you know, <laughs> the always... Uh Always encompassing Pan Am products, yeah. which become popular all the time for various reasons. What are we looking at here? So we carry bag tags um, that have a sleeve on the back of them that you can slide in a business card or you can write in your information. Uh, we have them in all different airlines, but probably our best seller is the Pan Am Um we um, just got in some new products from this uh, supplier with the bag tags. We have Air Canada. We have Star Alliance. Um, they also come in uh, flags of the different countries. Um, and we also have crew tags out of the same material. And they're embroidered. They're really durable. They're really good quality. And they're just fun. Okay. And another item here, uh, the the mugs. Now, this one that we're looking at here is a Pan Am mug. But there's an entire shelf here of all kinds from uh, Northwest Airways Incorporated, North Central Airlines, the old United Airlines logo, Piedmont, Braniff. Uh, these are cool. I, again, kind of going back to history, um, these are a lot of, oh, look, there's the old T TWA, the original TWA logo. So those are those are definitely fun favorite items. I understand those uh, are also pretty popular with the customers. Absolutely. We can't really keep them in stock, especially at Christmas. <laughs> I can understand. Now, there's another thing here, and I always like to find ways of, uh, you know, reusing items. Um, this particular one is a tray with an old sectional. Tell us more about that. So um, this is a gentleman in California, and he takes um, sectional charts and puts them on. This is a cheese and cracker tray. Um, he also does uh, TV trays. It's a new product that he's working on. Um, but they're, they're made in Sweden, uh, and they're birch uh, plywood, so really good quality. Uh, and then they put the uh, sectional chart on the front. So we've got Chicago, of course, but we have a whole bunch of other cities as well in stock. Yeah, this is very neat. I like the way this looks. It's funny. All the flying I've done out of O'Hare has only ever been on an IFR chart. So looking at a VFR chart to me is, uh, you know, it's like, wow, I didn't even realize the airspace looked like that. But it's a lot more colorful. <laughs> it is a lot more colorful. It certainly is. And then I know that you had actually um, one of the folks that works here suggested another that uh, is extremely popular with the customers that they love. One book called The Pilot's Handbook, The Flight Bag Book of Procedures, Operations, Communications, and Reference for Pilots of General Aviation Aircraft. This is uh, authored by Scott C. Todd. This, uh, you know, I'm having a quick glance through it, and I'm going to ask Laura some questions about it in just a second, but it talks about all kinds of things. It talks about navigational beacons, airport and airspace. Um, it even has a tab called Problems. What, what, exactly, uh, what exactly is this book about? It's, um, it's just a really great catch-all book for you to carry in your flight case um, as a reference when you're out and about. Um, it gives you information about pretty much anything that you'd run across um, right at your fingertips. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, like stuff, there's a, well, I see an IFR section. So we have VOR, NDB, airports and airspace, communications and VFR cross country, the one that the problems tab here um, from equipment. This is 
Yeah. Like what pilot book tells you about how to deal with motion sickness? <laughs> I like that. Yeah, usually I just end up throwing up in my shirt and keep keep flying. <laughs> so that happens. And there's a whole IFR section. This is um this is a neat one. I might have to take a closer look at this when we when we finish talking, but it does have some instruments. So yeah, you're right. It does look like an extremely helpful kind of like a condensed um, important need-to-know items. This is really cool. Uh, well, let's see. There, there's a, Laura. There's a doll on the table, and uh, I don't play with dolls, but this is a this is a favorite because why? Yeah, I don't normally play with dolls either, but um, this is the Amelia Earhart doll, and we also have a Bessie Coleman doll. Um, and this was the culmination of my exhaustive search to find a doll. That was a woman that wasn't a flight attendant. Not to slight flight attendants, but there are so many pilot dolls out there that are all men, uh, and there aren't many dolls out there that are women. Um, and that's part of you know why I'm in aviation is I'd like to get more girls involved. So um, it's a, a product that's near and dear to my heart. Speaking of women in aviation, I understand you are working with one of our co-hosts, Victoria. That's right. Yeah, we're um, providing some gift certificates mm -hmm. uh, as prizes for Women of Aviation Worldwide Week, which is March 3rd through the 9th. Um, and it's a great uh, thing that was started in Canada, actually. Um, and it's just an effort to try to get more women involved in aviation, more women in the air. They've got things that are going on all over the world, as the name implies. Um, and part of the mandate is to try to get as many women in the air that week mm -hmm. as they can. So Yeah, that's a, it's a fun event. Carl and I had a chance to uh, volunteer at, at one of Victoria's events, and it's, it's a lot of fun. Just We did video that day, and I'm just walking around asking people, and everybody has this ear-to-ear -ear grin, the perma-grin, you know, from their first airplane ride. But uh, there's a, yeah, so we've got, Dolls for aviation, dolls for women, too. And speaking of women, this one is, uh, I think it's actually the last thing we were going to share about. It's one of your favorites, again, um, because it's, speaking of, talk about women and history all in the same in the same, uh, the same item here. But uh, we're looking at an eco-friendly reusable shopping bag. And describe the image that's on here. Well, this is a classic aviation image that is on a lot of products, but it's four women Air Force service pilots walking away from, I think that's probably a B-29, mm -hmm. um, but just an amazing image in and of itself. But um, I have met some of these women and just incredible stories from them, the things that they did for World War II that a lot of people don't know about. Mm -hmm. Okay, so th so this is a favorite for you as well because of your personal connection with with the uh, the women air service pilots. That's neat. So yeah, we've got a lot of a lot of cool a lot of cool little items here, uh, and I'll have some images on the website. Uh, oh, actually, did we? This one we did not talk about. One last one last. We don't want to leave this one out. A book called Thirteen Thousand Seven Hundred and Sixty Feet: My Personal Hole in the Sky. Author is Mark L. Berry. I haven't heard about this one, but you were giving me sort of a little bit of information about it earlier. Tell me about um, this book. Um, it's a really incredible story. Mark Berry is a pilot for American Airlines, formerly a pilot for TWA before they merged. Um, and it's his memoir, um, and it talks about um, his fiance was on TWA Flight 800. Um, 
And it's his uh, journey sort of back to life from that event. Um, and just a really interesting, neat guy. Um, the other aside about him is he's a contributing editor for Airways Magazine. Um, and he and Carlene Pettit, who is also an author that we carry here, um, and just a great uh, inspiration in aviation, have written an article that's going to appear in the May issue of Airways Magazine that's uh, about the store here and about O'Hare Airport. Um, and there's also an accompanying song that will be appearing soon on our website. And I, I heard this song today, and it's definitely fun to listen to. Uh, you know, kind of off topic, but t the, the TWA 800 is an interesting story, and this kind of it hits home, it hits close to home in, in, in a strange connecting way. When I was, uh, when I was younger, um, we were actually visiting my great aunt on Long Island, and it happened to be over my birthday. My birthday's on the 18th of July, and this event happened right around that date. And, you know, we were down there wondering, you know, what's going on? We could tell something was go had happened. Something had gone on long before we even had seen the news that night because there were rescue vehicles just all up and down the roads and the highway and helicopters and stuff all up in the airspace. And it turns out that we were not very far from the accident that day. Fast forward a couple of years. I have a flight student of mine that I'm flying with many years younger than me has the same birthday though, July 18th. His grandfather, unfortunately, was on that flight. He was deadheading over, um, over the pond to fly the flight back. And so, you know, it's kind of, like I said, a kind of a strange turn of events. I was there during my birthday when it happened. I had a flight student who has the same birthday as me, just different year, whose grandfather was on the flight. And then through some other personal connections, uh, we've had an opportunity to actually visit the reconstructed wreckage at the NTSB Academy in uh, Virginia. And you you walk through, and there's no pictures allowed, so that you just can't take any photos inside there, but you walk through and you just, I've never seen, I guess, wreckage on a large scale in that capacity, but you walk through and it's just very, it's very eerie. You know, you, you're looking around and the fuselage is reconstructed and a portion of the wing. And then, of course, there's, a, you know, a large blast slash impact hole where you know kind of where all the culmination of the the uh, the ripping apart took place they have inside the fuselage these kind of little gangplanks and walkways so you can go up this ladder and you're like walking through the first class cabin in the upper deck of the 747 and there's you know some seats and mangled pieces and you're, I'm just looking at this you know chills just going through your entire body so I could imagine you know imagine just from my own personal experience that this is an interesting book from Mark's perspective from my you know my my flight students perspective and seeing it in person well that's pretty much all we were going to share with favorites uh obviously a special thank you to you and Richard and all the wonderful folks here at Aviation Universe uh, for sponsoring the Stuck Mike Avcast, for helping Victoria and, uh, you know, the Women of Aviation um, events. And we just really appreciate working together with you. We are working on a, I don't call it top secret, but just a project that we haven't released here. Tell me, uh, without without divulging the information, what do you think, how do you think this is going to work out? I think that flight instructors everywhere are going to like this product. I think so too. I think so. We're, we're working on something that's going to make a lot of people 
uh, happy and uh, hopefully put a little extra dollars in a CFI's pocket. So we'll just leave it at that. So this is Len Costa from Aviation Universe here locally in Bensonville, Illinois with Laura Yowell. Thanks for tuning in to this In the Field edition. Until next time, fly smart and fly safe. You've been listening to the Stuck Mike Avcast. Members of the Stuck Mike Avcast may receive compensation for products or services mentioned during the podcast. Compensation may be received in the form of, but not limited to, referral commissions, free products, or service trials. Our opinions and views are never influenced by any compensation, and you should always perform your own due diligence before purchasing any products or services mentioned during the show. The Stuck Mike Avcast is an aviation podcast, a Len Costa production.